Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. Another week of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We are glad you're with us, whatever station you're tuned in. Of course, we stream live every day on supertalkhattiesburg.com, supertalklaurel.com, supertalksouthwestmississippi.com, and then you can catch our podcast on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa a little later today to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and she will do it for you. Bob, Kelly, and Luke, we're in the Southern Bank Course Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Our opening segment, as it is this Monday and every day, is sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. We think it's a great place to enjoy a family meal anytime you like, and we know it's a great place to cater your next event, whether it be a football upcoming tailgate. That'd be a great thing to do for the opening of football season is to tailgate through Dickie's. Uh, they can help you out. Just give them a call, tell them what you're looking for, and they'll give you a variety of plans. Mohamed Elzair is the Women's soccer coach, or is it soccer, Kelly, or football? I'm, I'm not sure. I think I think most Americans call it soccer. soccer. Right. Uh, they start their season on August the 4th, just a few days away. We're going to have Coach uh, Mo on the show a little later. Uh, but first, we're going to bring on Freddie Jones, who ran track uh, for Marshall Bell, the famous Marshall Bell, in 1980 and 1981 and 82. And uh, really, some of the guys that sort of pioneered the track program that we have now and. uh He's a Delta man, so I'm happy to have a fellow Delta guy on the show. And let me tell you, Bob, anybody in the Huntsville, Alabama, Chattanooga, Tennessee, Nashville area, they all go to Freddie for what's going on at Southern Miss. He's on top of it. So, Freddie, safe to say you're not an Ole Miss fan. I am definitely not an Ole Miss fan. Never have been and never will. (laughs) Hey, before we talk about football and everything that's going on with you, I I do want to ask you about track. You guys – well, Coach Bell was there. I know y'all had no facilities, really. He did a remarkable job building the program, the foundation. I kind of see him as as the uh, Hill Denson of the track program, in a way. But when you look at it now, the conference championships and all the records they're breaking, we've had an Olympic gold medalist come out of the track program. Must make you pretty proud. I'm very. I'm so proud of this. Uh, how what, the way track is going now, and all the things that uh, Coach Bell uh, uh, initiated and got us going in the right direction. And uh, hands out and hands up to uh, Tori Bowie for giving us all the recognition that, that she provided Southern Miss. And I am actually really thrilled about where we are and where we're going with all our track uh, accomplishments and the records we we're breaking and setting. So, now, now, what were your specialties, Freddie? I was a, I was a sprinter. You know, I, I was the best sprinter in the world. I thought I was. 
You know, they used to call me Fast Freddy. They told me I was a half pain and a hundred proof. But you know what? Uh, <laughs> I found a, a full ball out there, and also uh, they sell them in liters, not half pints anymore. Yeah, they call uh, they call Kelly Fast Kelly, but I don't think it has anything to do with his foot speed. No, right, well, no, it's 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 getting out of the restaurant when the bill comes. I've seen that, and huh? you're very very fast. I am indeed. Yeah. Now, 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 Freddie, football around the corner. You've you've seen that there's lack of love that the Eagles have been getting, considering this is Will Hall in his third year. You've seen the projections, the Eagles fourth in the in the West. And you said you just do not understand it. Let's start with the offensive line. You think this offensive line is rock solid and tight and ready to roll? Well, I actually look back and I, uh, I actually try to watch film. I, actually co- I coach a bit of football also. And uh, just acknowledge, I think this offensive line has a lot of skill. They're very athletic. Uh, now you're talking about Gerquan uh, Scott. You know, if he can, you know, raise his, his uh, leadership and ability there, we have the weight. We have the more weight there, you know, bodies to get there. We have the depth. You know, we even have freshmen that's coming out showing um, uh, some kind of positive energy there with uh, Kyron Barnes and his brother Cameron. If he can just uh, compete with his brother in that position, I think we'll be really, really, really strong in, in that area. So why do you think why do you think there's been a lack of love? Does it just come down to that Will Hall has not named a starting quarterback? Well, you know, to be the man, you got to beat the man, right? That's what I believe. And so I think that the fact that we got over the hump last year with with uh, players such as playing Tulane and and competing now in the Sun Belt, getting used to our traveling, our you know the, the the teams that we are playing with and against, I think we're gonna we're ready to make some noise. Southern Miss is ready. I think. Uh, the biggest thing is getting a quarterback in there on a consistent basis in a more competitive uh, role. And I think we got that, and we got the offensive line now to, to push up front. They're mature. They're older. Uh, they're stronger. They're athletic. So I, I just think that, that, that we're going to surprise a lot of people this year. Luke, I think Freddie, needless to say, would hammer the over of five wins in Las Vegas. Yeah, that's something that we've been discussing, Freddie. We, I'll come back to position-wise, but when you look at the, the schedule, you've got to go four and two, or or hopefully beat Tulane and be five and one. Uh, Florida State's going to be really tough, but when you get to the half point of the season, simply because four out of the last six are on the road, and those four road games are in Boone, in Mobile, uh, in Lafayette, and then of course uh, Starkville, on, and so it. It is a rough back end of the schedule, so it's important for the Eagles to, to, to you know, to, to start fast. Why do you think they'll win more than five? Because let's start at the bottom first. I say at Lafayette. Uh, I think we're going to take Lafayette to the woodshed. You know, we're going to give them a good weapon. Our, our team at that point going to have confidence, and we're going to be tested and ready to roll. No one has a tougher schedule in the Sun Belt than the schedule that Southern Miss plays. We're going to start out by making an example out of Florida State. We're going to play very competitive. It won't be a blowout. Number one, we're going to control the offensive line. We're going to have three running backs that's going to push the ball down their throat. You know, if we can get a quarterback, we can't be worse than we were last year or the last two years. So I just feel very confident that once we get over there, we're going to beat Arkansas State. That's the game that they predict we may lose. You know, that's the game we're going to win. We will be Tulane. So – that's the game we're going to win. Texas State will get a whipping. Lama Roll, I don't want to play them <laughs> twice because we're just thinking we can beat them. So we got to watch them. But we will beat them. So we're going we're gonna to make some noise in the Sun Belt, especially in the West. And in the East, we're going to be Old Dominion. That's the game that's given to us. Right. If we go out there and, and with the faith and, and the plays where we're supposed to play, 
we will beat them. So we'll, we'll get above seven games, seven games or more. How does a spe- specifically uh, Drake Clark coming in and then Kenyon Clay, uh, you know, in his second uh, second year at a union, I-, I think both of those guys are going to supplement, to your point, I think they're going to supplement Frank, and you're going you're gonna to look up probably week four and you're going to have a three-headed monster in the backfield. That is correct. And actually we're going to have a possibly a four-headed monster because if we get quarterback the quarterback position right, it's going to be four-heads in that monster because – they're going to have to watch the passing game. I think that, like I said, this year we will be better in the passing game. I, I believe in, in Coach Hall. Uh, I've watched him, what he's done at West, Al- West uh, Georgia, West Alabama. And I just think that uh, we're ready. If anybody knows it, he knows it. Well, from a res- now what about the defensive side of the ball, Freddie? Tell us what you like about this Eagle uh, defense. Defensive side of the ball, what I like is the size and the, and the, length, we get, the length we have. I like the size we have up front with uh, Jalen Williams and Quentin Bivens. You know, I got a lot of respect, and I'm, I'm glad he, he brought in uh, Thomas from Arkansas. I think we're extra long on that defensive, uh, 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 on the safety and cornerback that we have. We're very deep there. You know, bringing in Dylan Lawrence, that's going to help us a lot. You know, we got Jay, we got uh, Jay Stanley, who's going to probably be another NFL draft pick for Southern Miss that you can look forward to. We got uh, at the Jack, we got uh, Avery Harbors. So I think he's going to do super, super well. He's mature. He's older. The only concern I do have is if we can keep Hayes, Maple, and Swazi Bozeman healthy, I think we're going to be okay with bringing in Jalen Sims you know, to, to assist those guys uh, in the front side of the linebacker. And that linebacking corner, Luke, as a, as a whole, is, is uh, pretty experienced and mature. They are, and and you've you've got to though um, to to what Freddie said. Health is going to be there, but let me just say, Habas probably is the best at his position in in the Sun Belt. And you've got Caraway and you've got Tolls stepping up in the secondary. That that's the biggest thing for me, Freddie, is the back end because you lose three guys. You lose Scott and and you lose the other two uh, experienced guys back there. So they've got to shape up the back end. And that brings the bigger question is the the changeover between coordinators. I think O'Brien will do fine, but it but it it always is a a different look a little bit whenever you change coordinators. It, it, it does, but as long as you don't need to lose a man to the top, I think philosophy, which is to win, is going to be there. So if you can put those guys in the, in the eyes and tell them what you expect, there won't be much change. There may be some changes here and there on the coordination side, but on the effort side, we should have, have more, more than what we need. And, Freddie, you think, that, you think that so much is made of Troy simply because that's where they finished last year, that the, that the roster that it shapes up for Troy this year, it's good but it's not as good as a lot of other people seem to think it is. Yes? Well, no, I, I, think, I think Troy is going to be a, a very good team. Number one, they come from a – they're being coached by someone who, who, who believes they can win. You know, remember now, his, uh, the coach at Troy's dad is a Southern Miss alumni. Okay? So we actually re- re- could have could have gotten that kid because he was more interested in Southern Miss instead, instead of uh, Kentucky. But Kentucky's where he wound uh, up. John Summerall wound up going. That's right. That, right. That, that's correct. Went to Kentucky. His dad, he, his dad, and I was friends, and uh, he. We had an opportunity to bring in Southern, and Southern didn't recruit him as well or as hard as we should have. Uh, we're talking to Freddie Jones, former track star for the Golden Eagles, a man that really keeps up with football. Going to continue that conversation and then switch off to baseball. Got some really good news about some Southern Miss kids doing really well professionally right now. That all. Continues as the Eagle Hour rolls along.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, welcome back, everybody. This segment sponsored by uh, Campus Bookmart. That's who it is. Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street, right across from the campus. The home of Miss Kathleen, the greatest lady in Hattiesburg. She's there seven days a week to make sure you get your Southern Miss apparel. Be sure to tell her her buddies on the Eagle Hour said hello the next time you're in Campus Bookmart. And if you're looking for a new Icon cart, you need to check out the Noel Daniels Motor Company in Brandon. They're delivering these state-of-the-art carts to anywhere in the state of Mississippi for just $99. They carry electric vehicles for all your needs around the neighborhood, the farm, and, of course, the golf course. I think that's what golf courts were originally made for. And remember, they'll deliver it right here in Hattiesburg or anywhere you're hearing the Eagle Hour for just $99. They always have a great inventory. It'll give you the best deal regardless just tell your phone, take me to the Noel Daniels Motor Company in Brandon, or you can shop online at noeldaniels.cars. Uh, Mohammed Elzair, about to uh, come on the Eagle Hour in just a few minutes. Want to wrap up our conversation with Freddie Jones. Freddie, I want you to tell our listeners where you are, where you're from, and uh, how you made your way to Southern Miss and became such a avid Golden Eagle. Actually, I, um, I'm from, uh, of course, the Delta, Mississippi, a little small town called Lula. Uh, in Clark- I went to school in high school in Clarksville, Mississippi, called Home Aggie. And uh, I, um, I had a sister, actually, at Southern Miss. And, and believe it or not, I know I said I didn't like Ole Miss. I was going to go to pre-med at Ole Miss. But I ended up going to Southern Miss. So I said, okay, I, I, can, I had a, a, a track scholarship uh, at a smaller school. And I said, well, I can go to another school and try to compete at, at, at a higher level. And so that's, that's what brought me to Southern Miss. So you were a walk-on at Southern Miss originally, correct? I, I was. Yeah, and where are you now? What do you do now, Freddie? I, I am a, a, a domain analyst for Nissan North America. I am uh, I'm, I'm leading the plants for uh, in more or less the AI in warehouse management for software engineering. Uh, I got Canton, uh, uh, Decker, Tennessee, and Nashville, Tennessee, and I support four plants in uh, Mexico. Wow. All he does is sit around and think like about okay. Southern Miss stuff. Though, and I gather yeah. you're you're like the – and where did you say you live now? Forgive me. I'm sorry. I live in Huntsville, Alabama. All right. Now, so you're over there on, on the dark side. Uh, are, are you are you an, a Southern Miss advocate? I mean, are you preaching the Golden Eagle Bible over there in Huntsville? Hey, let, let me tell you. I, I was, at one point, I was actually uh, the, the uh, uh, president of the Alumni Association here, and thankfully we have a great person, Stacy Busby. Here we have the uh, the triplets and the hesses. Here we have uh, Chestangs and Boldens. We have a, a big family here of people that are actually doing well here in, Hatt- in uh, Huntsville that support uh, Southern Miss. Well, good for you, man. You got anything else for Freddie before we let him go, Kelly? Well, I, you, I know now Luke wants to talk a little bit about the, the, this receiving core, too, Freddie. Yeah, I, go ahead. I, I go did. Ahead, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I just wanted to get your take on the receiving core, um, Freddie, simply because I think both of us are high on Frog Jones. And last year, um, you know, when you need a big play, you just threw it to the the magnetic field that was Jason Brownlee. But some of these younger guys, Pittman's back and, and healthy, be able to see him some in, in the slot and, you know, uh, out maybe out of the backfield some. But, you know, you start talking, you're looking at guys like Hayes, you're looking at, at uh, other guys out there casting, hopefully healed up completely. And and I'm, I'm kind of like you. I'm really high on this receiving core because we're actually going to be able to open up the playbook and show their athleticism. Oh, I, I agree with you 100%. Uh, people are going to be really surprised when they see Latrell Jones uh, and what, what his capabilities are because when you are playing in the shadow of someone, as like I said before, 
uh, Todd Pinkston and Sherrod Gideon playing together, you know, you just don't get to see that, that player that he's going to be. And uh, as, as long as he come out there and the, and the field is wide open, which is, which is going to be opened up by uh, Keston and TQ uh, Mims and, and Brandon Hayes and those guys supporting him, Frog is going to make you very happy. Well, Freddie, your, your insight has been wonderful, man, and we uh, we appreciate very much your input and certainly your enthusiasm. So, yeah, so you think the Eagles are going to be Tulane. That, that was one yeah. that, that a lot of people thought, uh, not sure, since Tulane won a you know big bowl game last year and, and has, has a lot of people back. Um, and you, you think they're going to give Florida State all, all they want, but all told, so you're, you're talking about them beating Coastal, I mean App State, over at Boone. You've got that in the Southern Column, right? I, I do. Okay, so the only ones you think that they might struggle with would be South Al, um, Mississippi State, Florida State. Yeah, yes, and and believe it or not, I really think that Lamarro is going to give us a, give us a run because they're going to come ready to play, and Lamar. we're going to we're going to be up against those guys thinking we can beat them, knowing we can beat them, but we won't play our best game in that game. Uh-huh. Let's just hope they don't wear those same uniforms they had on last year. They were most distracting. Well, they're they're pretty, they're pretty ugly. They're pretty <laughs> ugly. This year. Hey, you and I agree. Freddie, we appreciate it very much, man. Best of luck to you. Keep up the good work and, and, and keep preaching that Southern Miss sports for us. Hey, Southern Miss. To the top. There we go. Freddie Jones, everybody. Sounds like he's doing really well for himself, too. Yeah. yeah. He's, man, he's, he keeps up with all of it, man. He's yeah, well, good for him. I, I wanted to bring this up because you, you and I talked about this before we went on the show, and it was it's really, really, really cool. Landon Harper from Pearl River Community College was a closer here last year. We, we labeled that kid the dog, which he gladly accepted, by the way. And he, he was on that. here just a couple of weeks ago. And, he was. Yeah. And uh, so he's playing uh, minor league baseball. He threw the final two and a third innings last night of a seven-inning no-hitter for the Augusta Green Jackets, uh, who play in Single A Atlanta affiliate in the Carolina League, they beat Charleston two to nothing. But talk about pressure! There's a no hitter on the line when they bring this kid in. He's got to get the final uh, two and a third, and, and he does it. So good, good for him. Yeah, you know what? Knowing that you're coming into the game in a no hit situation, and you're going to be tough. Yeah, and, and his buddy. You know, who the starting pitcher is probably going, come on, Landon, please. Right, right. <laughs> you know. and, and another right-handed uh, Golden Eagle, Tyler Stewart, who's playing double-A ball in Bingham, how do you say that? Binghamton. Binghamton, New York, uh, for the New York Mets organization, uh, drafted last year. Listen to this, Kelly, 5-0 and record, 183 ERA, 94 strikeouts, and only 27 uh, with only 27 with a pair of teams this season. So, Man, he's you know ninety five strike ninety four strikeouts twenty seven walks I should say uh, he's doing very very well too and you know Luke that Walner's going to be not only a tough out but I mean he's the lesson he's teaching the Twins right now is you know I, I'm not coming out of this lineup and who would blame him you know and and if they trade him there there's going to be a riot in in uh, in the Twin Cities just because. Especially over the last couple of days, I don't know. You, he hit one yesterday, four forty five, four forty six. I think. I mean, just a, a blast. Back on into last week on July twenty fifth, he hit a home run. The next day, July twenty sixth, he hit two home runs. Yesterday, um, you know, he, he hit the ball. I mean, it was a mash. They were talking all about uh, the the Royals pitcher and talking about his awkward delivery and the next pitch. Like uh, Walner went shellac, hit it over the bullpen. 446 feet 
and uh, he, he's making a case. I think he DH yesterday, uh, but they're going to have to do something. Uh, he's forcing their hand, which is a good thing. Yeah, I mean, because you always hear that. Okay, once you get your opportunity, you have to be prepared to perform. And now he's gotten that. Well, he's. I mean, he's he's been up and down before, but I mean, this time it looks like he he might stick. And and they're in a division. And good for the Twins that they're in a division that's not, you know, especially strong top to bottom. So they could very well make a, uh, you know, make the postseason. And then once you go to the postseason, I mean, any, anything can happen. Yeah. The trading deadline is tonight in Major League Baseball. So any players that might be on the move, it'll have to happen uh, tonight as teams are either buying or selling as they head down the home stretch with about and uh, 55 or 60 games left to play. Just to update, the four Golden Eagles that signed uh, Dickerson, Storm, um, my mind, guys, I'm telling you, Tanner Hall and Matt Etzel, um, they have not been assigned yet. So, you know, as that as that stuff comes out, we'll let um, you, the, the listener, know that. But, yeah, I mean, Walker Powell six 6-5 right now. Riggins is 6-3. and three, And Dalton Rogers, to me, is one of the guys that you've got to watch. He's already over. You talk about Stewart strikeout numbers. you got a higher ERA than, than Stewart. Dalton Rogers, 107 strikeouts so far yeah. this year. And speaking of baseball, in the last minute that's left, I had a good time out there Friday, Kelly, and I know you still are involved in, uh, in Little League Baseball, but how refreshing is that to see uh, those young families like that, Mama's so enthusiastic and Dad's there. And uh, having been down that road, I mean, I don't think those parents – we talk a lot about the negativity of how some of them act, but, man, they invest a lot of money and a lot of time in their kids when they're playing that kind of baseball, don't they? Yeah, and you just hate it for the kids in the sense that you know they would much rather be in school. Well, I, you know, I'm sure that several of them today – Opted out of playing again today, where they could go to school. Oh you think so? gosh, yeah, for them to have to make yeah. that sacrifice to skip it fun, school. Though. It was fun watching that, and uh, and good to see that. That's about as American as it gets out there. Isn't it? Yeah, you just you just hate that it was so hot, but obviously we don't have any control over that. And and Dixie Youth Baseball and all those organizations now, as more states go to the year-round school, air quotes year-round school, Mm -hmm. they might have to start moving some of these tournaments up whether they want to or not, so there's not as big a conflict with with schools. Well, you know, Hill says they should be playing college baseball through July, and I can't really argue with him about that. Summertime is when you play baseball. Back in the day, two-a-days started. I think it was my redshirt freshman year. One of our coaches stood up and said, hey, guys, just remember, and he put one finger up, and he said, football is number two, and then he put two fingers up, and he went, school is always number one. Remember that. Which is what they say in the SEC every day. School comes first. All about academics. All about While they academics. wipe their oh. eyes with green currency. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, 4th Street Bar and Grill sponsors this segment of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Extend my congratulations to Slade and his wife, where I saw over the weekend they adopted a beautiful little puppy from one of the local animal shelters. That's such a noble thing to do, to adopt a little animal that needs a home and show them what love and affection and 
security and food and sleeping on the couch is all about. And so uh, congratulations uh, to Slade uh, for that. And uh, we encourage you, as always, to enjoy the great food, drink, and camaraderie that you always find at Fourth Street Bar and Grill right in the shadow of the rock. Well, football season is not the only uh, season that's about to begin. Man, the women's soccer team, it's right on them. They kick off uh, August the 4th at Pearl River Community College, followed by an August the 10th game against Jackson State University, a match, I should say. Uh, Mohamed Elzir, Coach Mo, is, the, uh, of course, the uh, very successful soccer coach here at Southern Miss and a great friend of our program. And Coach, I know this is an exciting time of the year for you and your young ladies as uh, a new season is about to unfold. Absolutely, it's it's always to 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 be at this time of the year. You know, looking at uh, you know seeing the ladies come back and ready to go, and seeing the excitement in the whole city. You know, with with football also around the corner and volleyball. So uh, it's an exciting time to be, and uh, especially with the 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 rock and the improvements that they've made in the facility and. Uh, I'm looking for a forward for all our sports, not only soccer, but also football and volleyball and cross country to really uh, take it to that next level. Well, your young your young ladies report to today. Actually, uh, they're reporting as we speak to campus in, in Hattiesburg, getting ready for the August 4th opener, which is this week. Coach, I know in your tenure um, you, you, last year, if we can even use the phrase rebuilding a little bit, you guys... Uh, you know, invested in some some of the younger players. Took a few lumps last year that you're hoping are going to reap big rewards this year. But, man, I don't know if the, if the biggest opponent is going to be who you're playing this year or this brutal heat. I mean, it, it the heat indices might be in the low 100s when you guys play on, on Friday. I, I, I know. I know. And I, I tell you, like, we always want to have a competitive schedule. And, uh, and, and, and and the heat hopefully becomes a home field advantage for us because we play most of our games at 4 p.m. So, uh, you know, I look at it as uh, as a positive. You know, we, you know, we train in, in those hours and uh, we just have to monitor wow. our young ladies. That's the and, hottest uh, time of the day. And, yeah. 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 And, and, uh, but it could be also a home field advantage. So, uh, yeah. so we look at it as a positive. Your players are used to humidity and heat, aren't they, Coach Mo? For the most part, with uh, with the few Europeans that we have, we have to get them climatized and adapted to our weather. So uh, it takes usually about four weeks for them to get you know used to the conditions. Uh, but uh, we we monitor their training load and we we give them a lot of you know hydration breaks and so on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know we, we we try to do our best for sure. So let's talk about the roster, Coach, who you're looking for uh, this year, and then we'll get Luke in here to talk a little uh, USM women's soccer. Well, you know, there's a lot. I mean, we uh, we also are, uh, you know, we have uh, eight graduate, uh, you know, seniors on our roster, so we're going to be a little bit more mature. We brought in uh, five graduate transfers that, uh, you know, with last year's youthfulness on our team, we felt that we needed – to hit uh, the transfer portal, and we picked up uh, five graduate transfers that are going to be uh, really valuable uh, contributors. But also on the on the younger ones, you know, we have uh, Lexi Griffin, our captain, who's been amazing, a freshman captain last year, and she's coming back as a sophomore and leading this team. Uh, you know, um, Bernadette Stefan Steffi, uh, who's uh, another sophomore. Who's our, uh, you know, if you would say uh, quarterback, she's our playmaker, plays in the 10th position. 
Um, and, and and we have a lot that also we, we're looking for them to contribute. We have we would like to see the, the leadership of uh, Alex Hubling and uh, Tay that are uh, returners, um, you know, seeing them lead and, and, and show the younger ones the way. So, uh, so there's a lot that uh, I cannot uh, mention one. And, you know, there's, uh, there's a lot that uh, we've, we had our challenges last year and we are better today because of those challenges and, and, and the work that we've done in the spring uh, has helped us a lot. Coach, one of those challenges was, you know, you, you had four ties and then you had three losses by like one goal. Including the first round in in the Sun Belt. What did you learn from the Sun Belt last year in your first year in the league? Well, you know, uh, you know, when we we're in 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 in, in Conference USA, we were uh, playing from a low block and playing a lot in the transition. Uh, in the Sun Belt, we are in the middle block and more. You know, we've had a, a good about amount of possession, so we were a lot in. You know, in the attacking mode, going into the opponent's half with a lot of space behind us. So, uh, you know, it was a little bit different, and and just uh, getting a little bit more tighter in our defensive transition. And and we were able to do a lot of work this past spring, and and also the additions that we have right now. It's a different league. It's a league that requires a little bit more creativity. It it allows us to to play a little bit more open game. So, uh, so we've learned a lot from being in in, in the Sun Belt, and uh, there's a lot of good teams also that are in that league. So, uh, so we're excited for the transition for sure. Before uh, you start uh, September 17th against South Alabama conference schedule, you know, looking through it, four teams stand out. You got four coach. Now we talked about this a few years back after we went to the conference championship uh, game you said people are going to play us and coach you got four sec teams old miss lsu georgia and alabama on the schedule in the first month yeah and uh you know we that's intentional we want to challenge our players but also get them ready for the off season but also for us it's it's a huge uh you know recruiting tool you know we don't shy away from playing anybody i mean alabama was in the college final four Georgia is going to be right. It was in the top twenty, and uh, Ole Miss and uh, LSU. So, uh, so we, we we don't shy away from playing that schedule. You know, I believe that uh, our strength of schedule is probably going to be in the top five strength of schedule in the nation this year. But uh, it prepares our players. It uh, it also it's uh, it's good for our recruits to see that we are here not only to develop them but also to to compete against the best. And one of one of the things with all the players that you gained, Coach, a, a big loss, unfortunately, was assistant coach J.P. Valadares has moved on to the Big Ten Conference where he's going to be working in Iowa City and helping the Hawkeyes uh, soccer team up there. But uh, I know you're happy for him, and that's just part of the, the growth process, a very, very good young coach um, working his way you know, up the ladder, so to speak. Well, he's amazing. I mean, JP is uh, like my younger brother, and uh, you know, I uh, I'm really happy for him and for his family and uh, Jillian, his wife, uh, for uh, for them uh, taking this uh, this challenge. Uh, they're going to be they're going to grow as a family, and uh, and he's going to grow also as uh, as a coach. Uh, really excited for him and for his family, and uh, it says a lot about us. I mean, uh, beside JP, we've have uh, 
Rob uh, Rogers that is in the Major League Soccer with Real Salt Lake and uh, Sean Mapson that is with uh, with Oregon State. So uh, we've uh, we've produced the assistants that went on to, to 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 the next level, and we're really proud about for about all of them. And uh, JP is a special one, and uh, you know he's I'm really excited and happy for him. And uh, you know we will miss him, but at the same time we're happy for him and. Uh, and it says a lot about uh, Southern Miss that we prepare young people to move on to the Absolutely. Challenges. Coach, we do have to ask you, um, the baseball team doesn't know what they're in for with Carly Malden now on the baseball staff. <laughs> she is a fire. She is very well organized. She is, uh, you know, like, you know, one of the things that I, that, you know, besides just developing the people is we help, we help people to find what their why is. And, uh, Carly is, is a strong administrator. She is very organized. Uh, you know, she's going to help that ship sail where it needs to go, you know, in terms of the, 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 the offside. So she's, uh, wish her well and, uh, you know, uh, Todd, uh, her fiance is, they're both amazing people and, uh, you know, family first. And, and I'm really proud of, uh, Carly and, uh, you know, how she's managing her career and, and herself and, and, uh, and keeping family first. And uh, that's what it's all about. So about, uh, about 30 seconds to left coach, um, l- the Americans tonight are early tomorrow morning against Portugal. They, they got a win to advance in the world cup. Well, uh, you know, we'll get it done. You know, it's it's uh, survive in advance, and and uh, you know, we're, I you know hope that you know slowly every game we're putting some you know we're improving and and making steps. The key is to get to the next round and take it one game at a time. And uh, and uh, it's not always the you know it's the most uh, the team that is, has the is willing to you know to grind it through the games that wins titles is not always the best team so uh it's a young team and uh they're getting better every game i i, I was excited on how they came back and uh, in the second half and got the time could have won it late so i hope that they're able to put 90 minutes and, and close that game early all right coach thanks very much you're always welcome here coach Thank and you. Uh, look forward to a great season with you Thank you. All right. Coach Mohamed Elzair, everybody, women's soccer coach at Southern Miss. First game this Friday, believe it. They report today. Play Friday? When we come back, maybe Luke can explain to me how a tie is a win in the sport of soccer. That's not a loss. Yeah, but you know, remember the year our team's tied? Did either one of us feel like we had won anything? (laughs) No. Southern Miss to the top. Appreciate Coach Mo from Southern Miss Soccer joining us. Of course, the uh, as we mentioned, the ladies start the season, get underway this Friday in an exhibition against Pearl River. They'll play Jackson State on August 10th, Southeastern Louisiana, August 13th, and then they start the uh, their travel through the Southeastern Conference, Ole Miss, LSU, Georgia, Alabama, and open up uh, – conference play in the Sun Belt September 17th against South Alabama. Of all teams, guys, we're going to start 
soccer season conference with South Alabama. Luke, Bob, and Kelly from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training. As hot as it is outside, there's a place where you can get all your work in in the agony of air condition, and it's at DBAT and D1 Training on Hardy Street, DBATHattiesburg.com. All right, some news and notes. We mentioned it earlier in uh, in the program today, Southern Miss gets a new assistant track and field coach specifically to help with the throws. John Stewart announcing that Ross Richardson, who has been at the University of Missouri uh, since 2018, um, is now uh, hired as the assistant track coach, and he will help with throws. So congratulations to Coach Stewart. And uh, as we talked to Freddie Jones, top of uh, top of the hour, um, just uh, great stuff from Southern Miss Track and Field, what they have uh, become on the field. Over the weekend, Pat Sertain, former Southern Miss cornerback, former Miami Dolphin, goes into the Mississippi Hall of Fame. We're going to reach out uh, and talk more uh, with the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame later this week about his induction. Saw on social media, Coach Bauer was there, so congratulations to yeah. Pat. One of the best to ever do it, guys. Right uh, at the cornerback position, uh, he was a dog. Um, there ain't no doubt. He was a at Southern Miss, and there's there's eleven or so Southern Miss players that are in a, in NFL camps. And of course, if you missed the big headline, the Bengals season is over before it ever gets started. Why? What happened? Burrow's out. What happened? Well, he's got a calf injury. He's gonna be back in like a month, several weeks. Really? He'll be back. Not he's, good. Yeah. Well, on a positive um, note, I want to talk for a minute before we run out of time about what your son did last night. <laughs> Well, can we? Can we? Okay, but Luke's. We got guys in NFL camps. Can can we? Let me mention this real yeah. quick. Yeah. So Cornell Armstrong in Atlanta, Natron Brooks in Atlanta, Brownlee in the Jets. Mention more about him in just a second. Tykeem Doss with the Ravens, Tim Jones with the Jaguars, Tavarius Moore with the Packers, Nick Mullins with the Vikings, Nunez Rochez with the Giants, Eric Scott of course with the Dallas Cowboys, Cameron Tom with Philadelphia, and Quez Watkins at Philadelphia. This is why this week, guys. So the Hall of Fame game. Uh, the Browns take on the Jets this Thursday, right? Brownlee is going to play in that game, and he's going to play a lot. And you just need to go on any Jet social media. He is making waves and a lot of noise. So we'll we'll mention again this week, but Thursday night, Jason Brownlee, primetime. Hopefully he'll light it up like he's been doing in practice so far and make that team. Got a pretty good quarterback. Yeah. yeah. All no, right, get to that. your son. I want, I want people to hear this. Well, he's coaching uh, the Strasburg Express in, in the uh, Woodbat, one of the Woodbat Collegiate Leagues. And, of course, was the manager left midway through the season, so they promoted him from pitching coach to manager and has led them into the playoffs. And they were down one game to none in a best-of-three quarterfinal series, came back and won game two, and then last night won game three on a uh, – Three-run walk-off homer in the tenth, so they're on to the semifinals of the of the Valley League. Mm-hmm. Pitching coach that they promoted to manager, so I'm, he's just doing there a great job. Glad for him. He's got a coach yeah. job though coming up, right? Yeah, he's he'll be headed to uh, the NJCAA Division One National Champions at the College of Central Florida in Ocala, where he will Good be the him. pitching coach there. Good for him. Yeah. All right, this is not sports related, but I want to mention this. Yeah. Paul Rubens died today. Pee Wee. And, you know, he's really one of the – if you ever watch Pee Wee's Playhouse, it was remarkable, the character that he created. Several Emmy Awards that show yes, won. Yes, absolutely. And he went on to star in a number of movies – not star, but be in a number of movies that he was always a really impressive actor. I was sad to hear that because I just cannot tell you the hours that my daughter, when she was a little girl, sat in front of that TV and laughed and sang and – 
was a big part of Pee Wee's Playhouse. So I think that's a real iconic loss in the country. And Bob, I know I just wanted to give a salute to a, a fan of this program that gave you a very nice gift today. I just can't thank uh, Kevin Mullins enough. He uh, at uh, Matt Grubbs Hyundai, he gave me an authenticated autographed redskin hat signed by the legendary Joe Gibbs, authenticated, the signature is authenticated. It's in a beautiful case with the Redskin logo on it. It was one of the kindest things uh, anybody's ever done for me, and I really appreciate uh, Kevin a great deal. He's a he's a wonderful friend. Uh, Matt Grubbs is a huge supporter of Southern Miss, as is Kevin, and it's cool, isn't it, Kelly? You've yeah, seen it. Yeah, you you took down your autographed picture of Ric Flair. I and, did. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is is that that hat commanded your attention? Is that what you're no, saying? No, I'm not. I'm saying it's a redskin hat signed by Joe Gibbs, maybe the greatest football coach of all time. He's never he's never going to go there, Luke. He's no. just he's on the I, Saints bandwagon now. I could you care know? less about the Commanders there. Yeah. But that's very kind of uh, very kind of Kevin. I appreciate that very much. All right, that wraps it up. We're going to hunt down Nick Crusher and talk about the uh, Sports Hall of Fame this week. Always interesting. And you got a lot of coaches' interviews. We've got a lot of Sunbelt coaches' interviews coming up. Every single conference coach that Southern Miss plays this year. We talked and to him at Media Day last week. Latrell Pollard on tomorrow. Yes. He's got some yes. horror stories about coaching me, but he's one of the best to ever do it. D.C. at Jones now. Yep. So it'll be fun talking to Coach Pollard uh, tomorrow. And Kelly and I will start going to football practice and we'll be bringing you football players in the weeks to come each and every week we'll have a uh, sound from the kids out getting ready for the eagles season. open wednesday morning at 8 15 the football season is here southern miss to the, to top. the top time keeps on slipping 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 into the future Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.